0: Hey Jack, guess what? What? We have a sponsor. Oh
1: yeah! The Orange Theatre Company.
0: They've been entertaining the Central West of New South Wales in Australia for over 45
1: years. Musicals, plays, concerts and workshops. They really cater for all.
0: Check out the Orange Theatre Company's website and socials for more information on their 2021 season. They just get it right. The orchestra, the talent on stage, the audiences love it. You can't go wrong with an OTC production.
1: And you go at the door thinking, I want to see that again.
0: I go out the door watching you in an OTC show and I go, I want to see that again. Oh,
1: stop it, will you? I think exactly the same about you. Oh
0: gosh, you're such a charmer. Thanks, mate.
1: Anytime.
2: Welcome to Behind the Curtain. Please refrain from singing in the rain, stepping in time, and learning your lines out loud during this podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to Behind the Curtain. Lovely to have your company. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Each week they do it. It's the Orange Theatre Company. Love you guys, Jack Daintith. How are you, mate? I'm very well, George. And how are you? I'm going extremely well. And this is quite interesting. I feel a bit intimidated, to be completely honest. Two jackets. So you, should. So you <laughs> should. Sounds like a musical.
1: <laughs> exactly, Jack. <Jack-jack>.
0: Jack. <laughs> jack jack and george uh nah we're talking about dodsy it's jack dodds how are you legend
2: yeah good mate good i'm really good uh and life after a bit of a shutdown of covid last year It's picking back up again so mm. all happy faces on this end that's for sure
1: now dodsy where did this whole journey start for you did was it singing the shower was it dancing in the park or how did it start
2: um i think it was started from primary school uh I wanted to get out, get out as much class as I possibly can. So I joined all the sports teams. I joined the choir. I joined the drama team, like everything. And I reckon I did more co-curricular stuff in primary school <laughs> than I did actual learning. I can't remember what I learned in primary school. I was pretty dumb as a stump post in school. Oh, me and George are own, exactly whatever. the
1: same. We're exactly <laughs> the same, I think.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I just got into it and then I just started liking it um, in, in, in that aspect. And yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think I did my very first proper production in Year 7. I went to high school in Orange, and we did Pirates of Penzance. Um, I didn't want to do it. I was at a new school, just uh, wanted to fit in, and I wanted to cruise by. I was like, you know what? I've done the theatre thing in primary school. It was fun. But I wasn't so in love with it. And then Dad was like, no, no, you're doing it. And I really didn't want to do it. And then Dad said, you're not going to to have dinner unless you audition. Uh, So I had to audition (laughs) that day. I auditioned, I got into the chorus and I have found like a heap of friends in it and I had a blast. So I reckon it started from when I was like 12, I reckon, when I really thought, oh, this is really fun. Mm.
0: So I re- only really know you, Jack, and your brother, Ed. Now, you both have gone through the theatre media course at CSU in Bathurst. I didn't know, does mm. your parent have a musical theatre bone in him or, or not? <laughs> Who's this? Your, your parents, do they have musical mm-hmm. theatre
2: in them? Oh, my parents. Oh. Um not really. <laughs> Mum grew up and she did a couple of shows in high school, but yeah. that's about it. Dad, actually, um, he has a funny story. Uh, he did two plays that he got dragged along with when he went into high school by his friend, who is Andrew Upton, um, who was married to Kate Blanchett, the famous playwright.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Anyway, when they were in high school together... Um, Andrew and him and Andrew when, when they were 12, 13, he dragged Andrew along to, or Andrew dragged him along to do two plays. I think they were Fisherman 1 and Fisherman 2 one year and uh, Guy on the Street 1 and Guy on the Street 2 the next year. Um, so that would be dad's calibre of, the, you know, Andrew went, Andrew went on, did all these wonderful <laughs> things and, and uh, dad went into software. So, uh, <laughs> that's so good. two two different things. But that's, that's, that's the only thing with the parents, I think. They're uh, just very encouraging. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, which is good. Now, Dodds, you've also appeared in quite a few shows for the Orange Theatre Company. And I remember going along one year to seeing, watching you as Bert in Mary Poppins. And to seeing you dance on that stage, holy doly, I wish I could dance as well as you. And we talk we talk about the three things that we do in musical theatre. So we have our singing, dancing, and acting. And we talk about this with our other guests as well. George and I, we're about the singing, then acting, then dancing, right, right, right down the bottom. What is it like for you, do you think?
2: Huh. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm singing and acting. I think dancing. <laughs> um, I think dancing for me coincides with acting. I, I act like I'm a good dancer. I think that's the mentality. Um, you know, I I think I, I always say to myself before it's before I do a lot of things. When I'm playing golf, I go, "I'm the world's best golfer. I have to play like the world's best golfer." Or I'm I'm the world's best dancer. I have to say, like I've done ballet for twenty years. And if you I think if you if you mentally really think that and manifest it. And you, you wholeheartedly believe that you are the best dancer in the room. Your dancing ability does get better. That was the mentality I went into <laughs> it because I I got Mary I got the role of Mary Poppins and I was like, oh great, there's so much dancing. I have very little dancing ability, like experience. I have the ability to move, but I was like, Ugh. but then um, Jazz uh, who played Mary got me in and we just did sessions like two sessions a week of like three-hour intensive to get me up to scratch with her because she's like the person next to me has got to look just as good so I was like okay get into it and I learned a bit of tap I learned a bit of um just everything I even got like shoes proper shoes for it and that's when I was like hey I think I can I can do this but in my mind I was like I I have to match the person next to me I rise to the occasion of the dance because that was always going to be my challenge was the dancing because um yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do much dancing before that. But
0: yeah, <laughs> I think one of your great skills, Jack, and I mean, I was lucky enough to be in Mary Poppins with you, but I hadn't known you prior to going into that show, and you know, people would speak about this bloke called Jack Dodds, Dodsy, you know, Dodsy, you know, and uh, you seem to have this impression on people, but everyone seems to remember you as Bert or the Cat in the Hat from Susical, so you're sort of embedded into a lot of people's minds these two roles, and mind you just has so much passion and so much enthusiasm in those roles. Just explain to us and the audience, just how much goes into those roles? Because mate, you do put a whole lot in probably the most I've ever mm-hmm. seen from anybody.
2: Uh, yeah. It's a, a lot of long sleeps to get through those Some of those performances. Um, I think you just have to put a hundred percent into the role. And if, uh, If the writing is good and the music is good, you've got to pay respect to that. Um, So you've got to give your absolute 100%. And if you don't do that, you kind of feel a bit empty as an actor. If you're really true to your craft, um, you you, you put 100% in. And I think with me, uh, I like to really use my body more than my mouth. Like my dialogue can always be better, I always think. But I want to make sure that my body is destroyed at the end of it. I want to make sure that I put everything I've got into it because I know that's my strength, is is, is using my body as an actor uh, to create a scene or to provide a presence, because I think that's the number one most important thing, is to embody it. Uh, so I, I try to give as much as I can. I The character has to come from yourself, especially in musical theatre, because um, I feel like that's the best way to embody it. So I feel like I'm a pretty upbeat, positive person who, you know, can hold their own. So I like to put that genuine kind of of me into the character. So much of the character itself is kind of like me on stage. It's the performance uh, of me in that character, if that makes sense. It's very, mm. that's the way that that's the, kind of the method that I go into, um, especially especially in musical theatre.
1: Mm. Now, Jack, you've had training with in, in improvisational comedy with the University of Kentucky College of Fine Arts. How, how do you think that experience has sort of shaped your career so far?
2: Oh, huge! I think it's been one of the main that and Orange Theatre Company. I reckon uh, have been two key roles in in in, in building as an artist. Um, but that was yeah. I, I got an exchange to the University of Kentucky, the College of Fine Arts. You know no one. Uh, I got there my first day. Uh, they, they already auditioned for. They were doing a major piece of Little Shop of Horrors, and I was like, bugger, they already auditioned for it. And anyway, um, I signed up for it because they were doing an understudy. The understudy dropped out. I went in, and uh, there was like fifteen other guys there, and they all sang beautifully. And I was like, I'm not going to get this. These guys are like, they were really, really good. Um, and I, I went up there and I said who I was. And the director was like, stop, stop what you're saying. Who are you? Where did you come from? And I was like, oh, I'm Jack from Australia. And she's like, we didn't know you were coming. And then I sang it. sang on the case. She's like. Don't worry, you're in. You're in. We all want an Australian in. So I was under study. I think because this woman was just fascinated with Australia, so I just sit next to the director all the time and talk about it. Anyway, she got me into improv. She put me hooked me up with all the improv classes, which were all booked because she loved me so much. I don't know why. I just met this woman. She just Never met one before. Anyway, she booked me into this uh, improv classes. All all my classes that, that semester were just improv. Every single one. I didn't have a choice in it. She just booked me in them. So I was like, okay, got to learn this now. So I learned it and I uh, was doing all this stuff and I was like, this is great. This is so, um, improv is everything to do with writing, especially more than acting, I reckon. If you want to become a writer, get into improv. It's the it's the best. I learned everything from the beginning to late and I did exams on it. I was, And then we started a group. I started a late night uh, skit group called the Skitty Kitties, which is still running to this day at the university, um, which is I think is one of my proudest moments, I think. <laughs> is that, that that club is still running and it's still very strong. So we used to do like late night on Friday night every week uh, at nine o'clock. We'd run a one hour skit show uh, of improv and we had a packed house of 250 50 uni students every single Friday. And we did that and we got better and better each week. I think our last, my last week I was there, I was there for eight months. The last week I was there, we got a pianist in and we did musical improv, which is the hardest form of, of any performing I've ever, ever done. Yeah,
0: amazing. But uh, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So, uh, oh, gee, so much to unpack from that. Uh, mm. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, let's. Um, I just want to go to. Uh, I remember backstage one time, uh, during Mary Poppins, and you were having a, a grand old chat with uh, Graham Sattler about the music that you <laughs> <laughs> that you liked, and uh, what you were listening to at the time. And I just want to know: Is Billy Joel still a big part of your life right now? Oh, Billy Joel, what a
1: name.
2: Oh, of course. I love Billy Joel. He's just, very much favourite. I listen to Billy Joel every day.
0: One of the, just, that's one of the things I remember. Every, every, nearly every is, single that show. That
2: is bizarre that you remember that. It's a,
0: it's a bizarre thing. Every <laughs> single show, I remember you speaking about Billy Joel with him. And I was like, gee, I wonder if Billy Joel is still a big part of your life now. And it, and it obviously is. You're listening to it every day. <laughs>
2: That is a big part. it is a big part of my life. I listen to it every day. Now that you say that conversation with Graham, the only thing that rings through my head yeah. is that he wouldn't stop harping on about the musical, The Music Man, and I'd never listened to The Music Man. Then I remember going back and watching the movie, and I went, "That was crap. I hated it. <laughs> I, didn't to him. Yeah. I didn't say anything to him. I was like, this musical—it's about a man who." Um, cons of town into buying musical instruments and then goes, I like this town. That's fine. I'm done with it. And he sings the same song. He doesn't really sing it. He kind of talks it for like two, three hours. And yeah. the town members are like so dumb. It makes no sense. <laughs> and I remember going, we well, go, did you watch that?'" I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I hated
0: it. Well, I know where, I know where this audio's been sent to now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey,
0: Graham, hey, how Graham. are you? Yeah,
2: shout out to Graham. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. Didn't like the musical. The music,
1: man. All right. Now, Dodsy, talking about another musical that you actually are a part of at the moment. Chappelle Chappelle, it's the one you co wrote. After finishing theatre media at Charleston University in Bathurst, and you're also doing it with your friend Alice Litchfield. How's that experience going for you at the moment?
2: Yeah, good, good. Chappelle, uh, Chappelle uh, my baby, I reckon I would like to call it. It's uh, in its fourth season now. Uh, we started in Bathurst in the region, which is very proud of. Made um, a solo show, show in Sydney, went to Adelaide's The Fringe last year before COVID hit um yeah and it's a musical about obviously bachelorette about corby and alice who i did a lot of performing with in orange i just got her to she was in sydney and i i needed to fill a role um and pay them next to nothing um in basically wine and beer and i just thought you know what i can get alice along and then alice was like yeah sure i'm not doing anything and then yeah she's this is this would be her third time doing it in sydney for a month uh coming up in april so, yeah, Well,
0: <laughs> Where would you like to – I remember having a discussion about Chappelle Chappelle on the radio with you back when it first came out. I think we had a chat on yeah. the weekend wireless program and I just remember going, like, this is destined for amazing things and it is. It's going from strength to strength. Where would you like to see it? I mean, where, where's the ultimate place you'd like to see it?
2: Oh, I get asked this question quite a bit and I change my mind quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, it's a hard one. Uh, you know, you'd obviously love to get a prestigious company like, you know, Hayes or, or Belvoir or someone to pick it up. But, you know, I don't know if it's their style. I, I look back at it and I go, it's just very, it's very country, it's very Australian. And it's it's very kind of that humor and it's small scale. I think it's best on the small scale. I, I think at the moment it's at its peak, but I never know some producer could pick it up and be like, no, 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 we can go bigger. But at the moment I'm, I'm really enjoying where it is now. You know, we've got a 203 audience coming up. Uh, it's nice, it's intimate, it's greedy. Uh, it's really in your face. And I feel like if you put that on a real large stage, you're going to lose the magic, but you could find magic. Uh, in a bigger stage. So I'm not quite sure. It's a hard question uh, there, George. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I'm happy with where it is at the moment.
0: And sorry to, have you, uh, sorry, Jack, have you heard from Chappelle's people? Has she contacted you? Has anyone from her area contacted you guys?
2: Um, Well, we've got like loose connection contacts. Um, We were a new idea two years ago. Uh, Big page, like Chappelle slammed in musical or something like that. (laughs) And, uh, they I actually call, they they, they caught up Mercedes, Chappelle's sister, yep. who was a big part of the campaign and everything like that. And they know about it. Um, they can't come because they uh, they live in the Gold Coast and they don't want to come to Sydney. Oh. So they know about it. We've sent her messages. We follow her on Instagram. We like all that stuff. She replies now and then. Uh, but she knows about it. Cool. and It's all in good spirit. The show is very much for her. I think she'd love it. I think the family would love it. It really kind of disses the Australian media, I think, more than the family itself. Obviously, it takes a little bit of a piss take on the family, but um, yeah, more into the media side of it all, which is the most fascinating part, I it reckon. It is.
1: Yeah. Now, Dodsy, there's a lot of well-known Australians, obviously, in the media at the moment, but why about Corby, do you think? What, what do you think her story is a, a creative story that could come to the stage?
2: I think it's that classic musical theatre formula. Uh, the Girl Next Door uh, has a normal line and it all comes crashing down, uh, I think that just sets itself up for a musical. That's nearly 100% of the musicals I've watched. Um, even The Music Man has a slightly bit <laughs> of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's relevant too because, you know, I just remember it being so su- I was only young at the time. I remember being such a thing about her getting sentenced and the sadness on her face was just... And then when she's slamming the palm on her head, And she was just so sad. I always wondered. I was like, what would what would what would it be like to to feel that? And I think that makes a great recipe is you know wanting to feel that emotion or get close to that emotion that she was feeling. And the chaos, like that, could be me. I could be the one going to an Indonesian prison. Um, And I think art helps you find that emotion, even if it's that one percent, that two percent of the audience feeling that. Um, and it helps us understand it better because I didn't really understand why she was in prison at the time when I was younger. And then when I was kind of researching for the musical, I was, I just thought, oh, she obviously got caught with drugs, but it's more than that. And I think there's a lot of the story that goes missed. It was a story that was very one-sided and, uh, the other side wasn't told. Um, so, and I think that's always a recipe, uh, for a good musical.
0: Yeah, you're spot on. It's, it is such a layered mm. story. I had uh, a bit of a read of her book. I think she released a book quite recently. And mm. crikey, mm. you know, some of the stories in there the how delirious she got when she was in the prisons. And, you know, mm. she was found mm. on the roof one day acting like a galar or something like that. Who knows what it was? <laughs> but pretty insane. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, look, on the. Pretty insane.
0: Yeah, it, uh, unreal. Now, going to uh, back to the improvisation thing. Uh, I'm just curious. Were you into the, uh, you know, um, uh, you're back in the room? Yeah, that wasn't what it, what it was. It was thank God you're here and whose line is it? All those shows. Did you like watching that?
2: Oh, I love thank God uh, you're here. That was a great show um, <laughs> with Hamish Blake yeah. and all those guys. Mm. They were great. Um, yeah, I, I loved those shows because it essentially is, it's play. It's it's like adult like adults just mucking around playing it's our form of imagination um put it in a more sensible uh <laughs> sensible uh format and i think it's i think it's fun i think so many great ideas come from improv more than than um than just from yourself a lot of the stuff by science that my bias through to you guys have a look at is i've i've co-done a lot of things i've co-written i've co-directed and i think collaboration is so important And all improv is collaborating with others um, because two is better than one. Uh, Mm. You know, it's, you get, you know, you say something, your first initial idea is a good idea. And then someone goes, Oh yeah, but this, and you go bang, I'm sure you two are the same. Creating this podcast. Mm. Two is better than one. Absolutely. Um, So Yeah. And that's improv. Uh, It just brings out the best in a group, in an ensemble. Mm.
1: And now, Dodsy, you're working on a show that is set to premiere at the end of the year. Could you give us a bit of a teaser?
2: Ooh, maybe yeah. it's, a, it's a first on, uh, on this podcast. Uh, oh, we got an yeah. exclusive. Oh, Clip. exclusive. <laughs> this is an exclusive. This is breaking. This is breaking. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm planning on premiering a musical at the end of the year. I think I'm planning on premiering it in the country, if I can, as a,
1: oh.
2: as a, a preview before it hits the city, uh, the big smoke. Um, It's called 21, no, 2020, no, 2120. Gosh, I always get that mixed up. Maybe I should change the (laughs) name. 2120, so it's 100 years in the future from 2020, and it's where Australia is, um, and we're still heavily, heavily impacted by COVID, um, 100 years on, and it's set in a small country town uh, with a girl and science, Uh, is out of the question we don't believe in science anymore um we don't believe in religion we don't really believe in anything uh we just settle in our small communities and get through the day essentially and a girl kind of discovers like why does a tree grow what she asks all these questions and she just gets slammed down like oh they just do um so it's kind of a discovery of kind of reinventing ourselves reinventing the wheel after being you know locked down for a hundred years essentially and trying to find who we were and who we can be. Uh, it's very, very different from Chappelle. It's a bit more dramatic. It's still got its funny parts with some characters in it and some great songs that I think will tear the house down. You got to have your five tear the house down songs in every music. <laughs> if you don't have the five, you're gone. You lose the audience. <laughs> um, so it's got a lot of those. That's probably like the limit I can give you. It's yeah. got a lot more to it, but, um, yeah, hopefully at the end of the year, uh, we can get it on stage. Yeah, I no, It
0: sounds really exciting. So whereabouts are you hoping to perform this? You said in the country. So Orange,
2: Bathurst, where, where are we thinking? Um, Probably, I don't know. It's a hard one. Maybe Orange. Um, I think Orange deserves a bit of theatre um, because I think Orange, yeah, it, it Bathurst has got the uni and, you know, mm. I think Orange just needs a bit of theatre and a bit of local talent putting in a original piece is so exciting because the the town and the life around it takes so much into the show. I think Chappelle wouldn't have been what it was if it wasn't from Bathurst. Um, And I would like this show to start in the country because that was a recipe for success. And I think uh, I want to be a regional artist and I want to learn how to use the region to my advantage to then go into the city and that's where you make the money. But you want to start it off where it's, the product's going to be good. I think as a recipe uh, for success in the art industry out West.
1: Yeah. And Dodds, you've, you've done a whole lot of things come musical theatre. What, what's been the standard for you, do you think?
2: Oh, this, these, are, these are tough questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many standards. I mean, there's, you know, great theatre fails and there's times where, I think I one performance in Adelaide. I swallowed a fly while singing a song. Like that was a great experience for others to watch, not myself. But um, (laughs) the, the greatest experience I think the first time we did Chappelle, I wasn't performing in it, and I got to sit back and watch the show. And I think I don't think I've ever been so emotionally overwhelmed, excited because I was so sick beforehand of just like feeling the nerve. I've never written a full scale show before. I've always written a little uh, show, but this, and it had so much hype around it. And I was, everyone was so excited. And I just realized, I was like, is everyone going to like this? No one's even seen it. Like, is it going to be good? Um, so, and then just sitting back and watching that first show and then people clapping at the end. I think that's the most satisfying theater moment for me.
0: Mate, it's uh, absolutely incredible. And I think Jack Mm. can certainly agree. Uh, Absolutely. Jack, Jack, my (laughs) um, co-host, can certainly agree Uh. that you, you bring such an incredible amount of passion uh, to regional theatre. And of course, you know, those theatres that you've played down in Melbourne and Sydney and, you know, God knows where you're going to be next. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you really have this uh, amazing drive and enthusiasm that just bounces off onto uh, not only myself and Jack, but of course our listeners. And then those who are a part of a cast with you as well. Because in the end, when it comes to regional theatre, I think the whole teamwork thing is a massive, you know, big key player, don't you think?
2: Oh, 100%. Um, you know, an ensemble's only as good as its weakest link and you've got to be together. You have to work together. And I think, like, the more the merrier. Like, if you can fill out a stage of 30, 40 people and you're all working on the same thing it's like a choir, nothing sounds better and nothing works as better. And I think, like, the people that I've worked with in the past, like, anywhere at Orange Theatre Company, over in the US, here in Sydney, um, like, I've just had the best time with the people. And it's, that's, I reckon that's the biggest enjoyment out of it is, working with the people, getting off stage and going, like, look what we did. We changed someone's night. We changed someone's week. We moved them. You know, they'll remember this for the rest of their life. Like, that feeling of being as a group, being as a team, is there's nothing better. I'm sure we had moments after Mary Poppins, George, and, like, and I'm sure, Jack, you know that, being on mm. stage so many times. Like, that feeling of camaraderie um, is very Australian with the mateship, um, but it's just very cathartic as well.
1: Now, Dotsy, you've done it all—come musical theatre. You've done singing, dancing, acting, producing, writing, but everything. What's your message for those people just wanting to give musical theatre a go?
2: Um, you don't have to be good at all of them. Um, I think is the big thing. You just find your craft, work it, and always try everything. If you're not, if you feel like the performing's not your thing, do writing. Um, if you feel like you can't do, do set, like. You can do so many things in musical theater that just aren't plain performing. Um, I think and just give it a go uh, in your community theater anywhere because you'll just get the bug. That's the one thing is plan out some time after you've done your first show because you'll want to do three more. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's probably my big piece of advice is just try everything and, and make sure you try it though.
0: Well, look, you're a man of many talents and i got to say the Mo game is very strong, my friend. I'm very <laughs> jealous. I shaved off my... It's going to go on our social media.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it, 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 it's strong.
1: Um, very.
2: I started growing it in COVID and it just hasn't left me. Um, I did get a text from, a, from my director for Chappelle and she said, I have to go.
1: Oh, not the Mo. Surely not.
2: A couple of weeks, so it has to go. It has to go. I have to be clean shaven. She goes, "I'm playing a journalist," and she goes, "All the journalists are clean shaven, especially back in 2005." <laughs> so I was—that was the message I got. I think I got it a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Oh, it's got to go," but I'm holding on to it. Yes, it's uh, it's I wanted it. I wanted it to get to that point where it's Tom tillich esque where it's just thick <laughs> oh, yeah. and just a bit like bit gross. Um, of course that's where I wanted to get it I mean
0: uh, I've, tr- I've been trying Dodsy I've been trying to grow mm. the mo and it's there but you wouldn't be able to recognise it on a zoom you've got to get up nice and close to it it looks like you know five o'clock <laughs> shadow so what is the trick do you have tricks do you rub mm. magnesium oil on it what do you do yeah.
2: a lot of red meat I reckon I can do mm. that a, lot yeah. um, <laughs> a lot of red meat a lot of red meat I would say once you get a little bit of growth, shave it straight away, okay. I reckon, because it'll grow back quicker the next time. And just keep practicing,
0: oh.
2: uh, yeah. Get into training, I reckon, um of just quickly shaving every day, and then it'll just grow quicker, I reckon. And then, George, we should give it. it a
1: go. What do you reckon?
2: Mm. I've been doing that mm. for 11 years, and it's still not going back, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just not well. growing. <laughs> Uh, it comes, it comes and goes around. Maybe you haven't hit puberty yet, George. That's Maybe not.
0: <laughs> That's a, probably a very fair point, to be completely honest. We'll, we'll try yeah, and get, we'll yeah. try and get past that step. Then we'll go for the mow, eh? Yeah,
2: that sounds <laughs> good. Little I'm steps, gonna, baby come steps. We'll back after
1: that. Yeah, baby. Steps, baby steps. <laughs> well, Dodgy, thank you so much for giving up your time for coming on behind the curtain podcast. Is there a place where people can follow your journey and obviously the journey of Chappelle Chappelle?
2: Yeah, 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 Hit us up at Chappelle on Instagram. The tickets are in the link. Um, make sure you get tickets. Last time we were in Sydney, we sold out, and we want everyone to come. Um, and if you're from the regions or if you want to have a chat with me about what we do as a company, uh, writing musicals, employing people, uh, just go me after the show. I'll be happy to chat with a beer in hand. Um, yeah, that's about
0: it. He's an inspiration to a generation. It's Jack Dodds. Thank you very much, mate.
2: Cheers, boys. Had a great one. Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtain. Be sure to give the boys a rating and review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at behindthecurtain.podcast. Talk soon.